Hello, and we are playing today, Stew Pot, the most... I think this will be what finally gets this hyperfixation out of my system. My name is Eric, or I use the they, them pronouns, and I am joined by some wonderful people from the no quest for the... Wait, fuck. No red... <laughs> no quest for the wicked <laughs> podcast. I want you to keep all of that in. I, you think I edit? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the first part of our stew pot one-shot with no quest for the wicked. We establish our tavern, attack and dethrone god, then settle in for some nice tap water coffee. Can we start out with Dane? For yes. Introduction? <laughs> uh, are we doing characters or just, just me introductions? Uh, let's just do you introductions, so I have okay. time to finish my character. Yes, beautiful, I love it. Um... I'm one of my favorite topics. Uh, my name is Dane Miller. I am the space GM for uh, No Quest for the Wicked. Uh, I We've been playing tabletop RPGs together, the, the three of us, Niall and Terry, uh, for years now. Um, I've bounced between being a player and a GM, uh, so I'm very comfortable in the space. Uh, I went to school for acting, so I, I'm, I'm in my element when I'm when I'm vibing. Hi, I'm Terry. I go by he, him pronouns. Uh, I play Durin on No Quest for the Wicked. Uh, let's see. I've been playing tabletop since I was like 17. And then I got grabbed by these boys randomly on Reddit. And uh, they've never gotten rid of me since. Nor do we want to. I know. Sorry, I will interject. I'm, I'm also he, him pronouns. I am. My name is Niall Spain. Uh, he, him pronouns. I am co-host of the award-winning Fuck Buddies podcast, which me and Dane do, which he forgot to mention, but that's okay. Just, pe just pepper it in. Just pepper it in. Uh, I play Cody on uh, No Quest for the Wicked, which is a Starfinder actual play podcast, uh, and you should all come check us out if you want to. But uh, he is a android with memory issues who likes the 80s a lot and also to punch things. All right. And, okay, I don't remember which one I... Let's see, you have Crafter and Chef so far. So, Well, let's do... I'll choose it later. Anyway, and today, like I said, very good. Oh, fuck. If Windows is opening something. Uh, no, get out of here. <laughs> today, we will be. <laughs> I'm not going to say this is noon energy. This is energy every moment. Today, I love it. I love we it. will be playing Stew Pot, a Firebrand's game about retired adventurers and what they do after they stop you know, traveling to forgotten tombs and just decide to live a life. Hmm. And we, the way this works is that we make the, we make the tavern on a, together and then, in, and then make our characters. And so we will st start with building our tavern. Cool. Right. Your tavern and the area around it is central to the whole game. You'll be working here, of course, but you'll have plenty of time off and see exciting events like festivals that will take place here. Work together to create a tavern. So, first we come up with a location. Do we want to compete with other taverns in a bustling city, or do we want a little shop in the wilderness, the only place to stay in a small town? Hmm. I like the competition aspect. Yeah, right. 
I like the big city. Yeah. All right. So I want it to be a weird city, though. I don't want it just to be a normal one. Weird city. All right. Getting some dive bar vibes, but sounds good. So we're we're in a big we're in a city. What's the city and... called? Does it have a name? Well, that's that's up us. to us, isn't it? I know. That's why I threw the question out. It's called Stupatopia. <laughs> no, thank you, bud. <laughs> the famous improv no <laughs> try again um I'm, I'm very no but yeah just he that was just no that was, uh, <laughs> no so, stop no get out of here stop <laughs> i had a very weird idea yesterday where there were gigantic trees um it was like half a dream and they would sprout these gigantic like almost like wooden fruits um, and at a certain point when it had grown big enough, but before it fell from this gigantic tree, you could treat it with something and it would just stay that size and shape and you could carve buildings into it. And there was a city of all these fruits hanging from a tree. Is oh, I love that. Okay. Like a little tree, tree house. Yeah. Thing. Like a, a tree house city, but like carved in these like weird wooden fruit things. Like kind of like acorns? Like, kind of, but like the size of houses. Right. Like yeah, yeah. And like. Just like hanging drawbridges between them. That sounds so cool. So giant tree. What about Prospera as a name? I dig it. Yeah, I like it. Giant tree with buildings. Giant tree is always a suggestion. I mean, I love, I love how weird and evocative that is. I got an instant image when you said it, so I'm like, yeah, it works. It works. I mean, Buildings, you, you guys know how I feel about big trees, so it's yeah. true. Buildings carved out of wooden fruits. All right. So right. what does it, what kind of fruit does our tavern look like? <laughs> I imagined like a pear. All right. <laughs> you know, like bottom nice. heavy and like a nice. little like kind of top top area. Nice reference. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Bottom for all the the taverny stuff. Yeah. On the top is where the rooms are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is good. Yeah. Honestly, okay. maybe even an upside down pair because I don't know how many rooms you want to have. How are you so creative this morning? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like such a dig. <laughs> I was just thinking about it last night, and then when I was like half asleep, I was like, "Wood, wood fruit." <laughs> I love that though. That is that is great. Oh my goodness. All right, so, and I think a... like uh, with regards to like streets and stuff, they're either like carved and like chiseled into branches, or there's also like strung up like you know wooden drawbridges between all the other places. So it's just like a big, you know, because I, I think the risk of having it hanging from a tree is like having it all seem not like a city where it's not like bustling and there's no like metropolitan hub and you know whatever whereas like i definitely want it in my head to be still this like really like populated and like busy and like exciting place to be so it feels well, what like if, a main city what if like the downtown or like market square is carved into the trunk yeah for sure Ooh. right so there's like all the buildings on the peripheral on the branches mm -hmm. and stuff and then like when it's time to like you know it, bad weather or whatever there's like a internal part of mm -hmm. the tree that they can go into as well yeah, there's yeah. like the knots in the trees where people put stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I'm imagining love... once you don't carve like into the very core of the tree, it's it's still fine. So like you can only build in a certain amount, but 
considering how big this tree is, that's still pretty decent. And maybe the different districts are called rings because that's how you measure, you know, age of a tree. Who knows? It's giving me real world tree vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different districts of city are called rings. All right. Bottom this is going to bring a very visceral element to the name of my character. I mean, it fits oh. for your character, honestly. Oh, you're called Branch, right? Yep. <laughs> All right. Top is in. All right. And what's the tavern's name? Oof. Hmm. Okay, so we're in a tree village. We're shaped like a pear. Do we want to be ironic, though? Now, okay, hear, hear me out, boys. Okay. The low-hanging fruit. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Oh, I, was, yeah. I hate it, but it, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, it works. Look, tavern name. Oh, fuck. That, that one kind of hurt, dude. That was low-hanging fruit. That's <laughs> 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 what I'm here the, for, boys. Oh, the low-hanging fruit. All right. So oh, you misspelled uh, Stupatopia over there. Oh, okay. Um, let me just go <laughs> to the Discord. <laughs> Click. Oh, man. I'm gone. Oh, no, boys. <laughs> Don't worry. It's there. He changed it. They changed uh, it. Yeah. Sorry. That's good. Um, <laughs> I, I don't deserve that but thank you you're welcome all right so our ratings all start off as one since we're just starting out okay um so let's see so who's our first npc for our service ratings like one would be like a former farmhand or injured local guard so no one great but just someone to help out around the tavern you know when you're in an adventuring party and you just kind of like adopt a kobold or a goblin? Yes. That one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like watched. the idea of like it's one of the people that helped. Like it was one of the carpenters that okay, built okay. it and then just decided to not leave. Mm. All right. Fair, fair. So it's like, you know, maybe there's like a goblin carpentry team that helps build out these these wooden fruit houses and stuff mm-hmm. and this one just particularly really liked how well he did mm-hmm. and was just like this is where i am now yeah like they took so much care carving out the kitchen like specifically themselves that they were like no this is now my home <laughs> uh as for the service i feel like i don't know maybe it's just i'm too into this whole tree thing what about like an injured like aracocra that like was thrown out of the nest young and like broke its wings and can't really fly or, mm. and just like shunned as a result and is an injured local guard and lives in this tree and now is one of our servers. All right. I don't uh, know if Eric Lucas are thrown out of the nest like birds, but in this world, maybe. And no one share how I spelled it because I will not be taking any criticism at this time. No well, the best thing is no one can see it because it's an audio <laughs> medium. So I'm looking right now. Oh, you spelled it perfectly. All right, cool. Um, and what's the goblin carpenter's name? Uh, <laughs> okay. Carpo. No. Uh Carpo. Terry Terry Day and idea. You guys name. 
Uh, yeah, Terry, it was your it was your oh your idea. <sighs> now you uh, now you know why Done. it's Carpo. Done. Carpo. Carpo. Okay. Now you know why I have a, a naming section so that other people name my characters. No, it's a great idea, and as GMs, yeah. we should all do that. I just never do it. All right. Actually, that that's a good idea. Let's see. And the air cook will be named Leadhead. I nice. want to call him Crowen, but okay. Oh, can't always. Leadhead works. Leadhead works. Do it. Yeah, because he's fighting fly. so hard for that entire time for uh, a bird pun. It's the best I could do. Fair enough. Um. All right. So we have that all. So we have our characters, and would y'all nice. like to introduce your characters? For sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, now, why don't you go your first on the list here? <laughs> sure. Uh, so my adventurer was a bard by the name of Chris Shando. Uh, he has long black hair, long black hair, like a roadie, leather armor, and a cape, uh, kind of like Raven's Feathers, that he can articulate at will, uh, mainly used for performance. Um, so it like billow dramatically or like make shapes. Uh, he wields a bladed VL, which is kind of like a medieval, like deeper violin. Uh, he has his cloak, as previously mentioned, as his armor. And his quirk is that he sleeps with one eye open. And I think just not being quite as martial as everybody else and joining to, you know, record the adventure less so than to participate in the adventure. I think it was a pretty traumatic experience. And he's just a very light insomniac sleeper as a result, just in case the camp is attacked. Uh, and I guess my adventure experience are his bag of tricks. So card magic, juggling clubs and other spectacles, uh, the devil's fingers, where he has pro prodigious skill with an instrument and inspiration where he powers up his friends. And I don't know if you want more backstory or or how we feel. I think a little bit of backstory, just a, like a taste. Sure. Sweet uh, morsel. Well, basically, as previously mentioned, he was a bard who joined to uh, record an adventure and become like one of the famous like epic bards. Uh, but by the time he was done, everybody else had already like either regurgitated the songs that he'd sung or like the people in the towns they'd been had like done their own. So now everything he plays is no longer original because they've all heard it before. And the truth is no longer the truth. So people think that he's gotten them wrong or that they're less exciting. So his whole plan to be a famous bard didn't really work out. I mean, if we're going in order, Dan, I believe you're next. That's me. Um, okay. I am playing a ranger, an old grizzled ranger. Uh, his name is Branch. Uh, obviously not his real name, but one of the few things that like people gave him that he actually accepted uh, he's very much a lives out in the wilderness, doesn't really partake in usual society and kind of got, you know, lassoed into whatever grand quest he went on as uh, just, you know, out of duty and sort of circumstance. He found himself in this adventuring party. Uh, he's, I guess, middle aged. He's an elf. So he's 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 older and like coming towards the end of his natural lifespan, which is usually longer than a lot of other people's. Uh, he's got that salt and pepper hair. He's got a really big, thick mustache. And his whole left arm at one point in time was infected by a like a curse. So they had to cut it off and it's now replaced with a, a arm of living wood. Um, his weapon is he uses a bow and arrow. 
Um, but the special thing about it is his arrows can be controlled with his breath. So if he exhales, they go a little faster. If he like inhales, they slow down. Uh, kind of like a Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy situation. Uh, his armor is made of the hide of a slain abyssal manticore. So it's uh, it's very unique. Not a whole lot of those bad boys running around. And he's got like the that like lion's mouth kind of shoulder armor on the side that he's got uh, his his wooden arm. And his quirk is that he rarely sleeps indoors. He spends a lot of his time outside, just kind of like sleeping on the branches and and being outdoors. Uh, as mentioned, he's a ranger. His uh, experiences are Deadeye, which gives him pinpoint accuracy. He has an animal companion, which is a uh, dire wolf named Loki. And uh, he's got tracking. He can follow any trail. You want to give us a little taste of backstory, Dave? Yeah, he was um, uh, really reluctant to accept, like, adventuring parties always kind of find themselves in a, in a sense of, like, found family and, and create these bonds. And because he didn't really interact with people for so long, he never really developed those bonds until kind of it was too late. All of his adventuring party got old and died, and he outlived them all. And he realized, that, like, oh, those were actually really important people to me. Um, so he's now currently working on developing relationships. Uh, and so I, the first thing he did was he went to therapy and learned how to process uh, emotions. And now he's he's actively like trying to use the, the twilight years of his life to make up for all that time he didn't build a lasting bond. So he's he's shedding this like harsh ranger persona and attempting to uh, be a valued member of society. All right. I guess it's my go. Um, I'm playing a relatively simple gal. Her name is Krantal the Bold. She's 6'4", and uh, she was a barbarian, but I didn't have that option, so it went fire in the, uh, by the rule set. Um, I put Death by Snoo Snoo vibe, just so you can get like a nice visual of her, but she's a bit older. Um, she doesn't wear anything that impedes movement, but she's, you know, she's still dressed decently. Um, and her skin is just like from all the sun and the battle is just like very leathery, very hard. Um, and yeah, she's in, she's a bit angry. Um, she doesn't handle criticism very well, which is great because she's a chef. Um, <laughs> and I imagine what happened is that way. She just like uh, always wanted to cook for the party. And because she, they just didn't have the heart to tell her that she was bad at it, they just kept going, oh, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's great. And she just kind of made that her identity later in life. Um, she has this massive sword that has never been sharpened ever. It's a more of a blunt club than a, than a sword, but you know, she thinks if you sharpen it, it'll just get rid of its edge. So, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's her, that's her. Um, let's see the, uh, my adventuring experiences I took was intimidation because, you know, makes sense because <laughs> no one will tell her that she's a bad chef. She's really strong and, um, yeah, she can just handle tons of shit. Um, Background-wise, I don't really know. I know, I think she ended up in this town, at least, because she met a guy many, many, many years ago that, like, stole her heart, and she's never seen him since. And that's that's where she is right now. My name is... Well, my character's name is Cassandra Laika. She is, by the looks... Antifa punk rock werewolf in her 50s. Love it. Her weapons are her fists and whatever she can grab. 
Her armor is whatever can conceal her face. And her quirk is she cuts her hair short with a knife. She got her start, like, just beating the shit out of some wannabe dictator who tried to take over her school. And she was adventuring since, but... Like, the past however many years have kicked the shit out of her. And she figures it's time to settle down somewhere so she doesn't die in a tomb. Like, caught between two planks of wood or something. Her adventurer job is paladin. And her experiences are holy armor, divine protection, healing touch, treat wounds, and smite, destroy the unholy. Her town job is healer, because she wants to help people with her remaining life. Nice. So I forgot to mention, uh, Branch is taking the role, the town role of crafter. Hell yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, Chris is going to take the town job of scholar. Crantol's definitely chef, clearly. There's Yeah, of course. The best one for the chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So now that we have that on the way, we are going to go into we're gonna start playing the game. So once we've made our tavern and characters, we start with the first step and then take turns choosing mini games to play. After a mini game ends, write down any memories and check to see if anyone wants to take a break. If not, the next player chooses a game. Every three games, we'll take a break because we need water and we need to move. When we return, we play wear and tear and upgrade the tavern. The first step and in the rhythm of things are only played as the first and last games and cannot be chosen on your turn. But when we are ready to end the game, we can play the rhythm of things and that just is a nice little epilogue for our adventurers. All right. Okay. Yeah. So let's start the first step. Before you decided to put down roots here, before you found this group of friends, what were you doing? What was the first thing you learned about living in this town? In town? The setup is everyone plays, everyone gains one town experience, and takes turns describing a short scene that led to that experience. Another player or players might come with you, though they won't gain the same experience. If you're stuck, you can choose one of the options below. Um, I've got a, a pretty on point one for Branch. So he, when he got there, he was just kind of looking for anything to do, something that wasn't, you know, shooting evil things with arrows. So he took a job crafting or or on the the carpentry team with those goblins, and uh, I think that's how he fell into a crafter role. And he helped carve out this tavern as well. Um, so I'm going to take um, the artisan ability, which is craft beautiful things. Because I think he's he's really, really... Actually, no, no I'm going to take Mason. Build strong structures. <laughs> well, at least our tavern's strong. That's good, because yeah, we are I, very high off the ground. I don't think Branch really prioritized uh, aesthetic beauty at least not yet uh so i think he was just like no this thing has to be sturdy as hell so now we got this just thick old pear bar god damn that pear hella thick <laughs> <laughs> that's what we should have called it um i i think i got one for mine at least how i started working here is um okay um basically she came to this town 
um, because this is where um, Frangelico said that he would meet her. And so, so now that she's here, she's kind of like, you know, hey, we'll, we'll meet again one day. And so she just kind of like saw maybe a help wanted, a chef wanted sign, just kind of like tore it off, walked in and just started working. And no one told her to stop. I think grill master. I think she likes to cook the meats. She's very protein heavy, I think. Yeah, yeah. All right. Grill master, grilling food and subordinates. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, Chris isn't exactly the strongest. And while he does, like, he's good at, like, he's got very nimble fingers. He's good at, like, the details. So I think while people were carving out the the tavern, he was on hand for, like, the, the smaller work at the end. But in the meantime, he was useless and really felt it because, you know, all his dreams were crushed and he feels useless. So I think he just went wandering through the, the tree streets and comes across a library that is already set up, but is still new to town. And I think there's a very frazzled librarian um, and a few people who are either very confused as to what a library is or are trying to get her to source books for them. But because everything's a bit of a mess, she can't really find them. Um, so he's kind of like amused and like watching this happen. But because of his traveled experience and study and his knowledge of stories and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to take well-read. Uh, you know it or you know where to learn about it. And I think he spies a tome someone's looking for and kind of just like lends a hand. Um, yeah. And I think that's kind of where his scholar journey is going to start. Uh, just kind of helping sort out this library while he's waiting for his turn to do the the finer work on the on the tavern. For Cassandra, she when she first came to the city, she tried to like make a more welcoming space for people and the tavern ended up being a very good space. It's like kind of a community area since the bars open and such. And I think she didn't start off working at the tavern, but as she's hosted more events there, she started working and helping out until eventually that just became part of her job. She just was working at the tavern full time, helping it and staying there, like helping y'all run it. So I'm going to take, safe haven knowing how to make a space feel welcoming we are all set up who would like to choose the first quest oh not me all <laughs> right <laughs> not it um if no one particularly wants to go first i will do it yeah Thanks go for it. it um there is a list of ones that are good to start off with. So maybe I'll pick one of them just so we don't jump too early on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I think I will do. I think uh, Chris is really trying to make himself feel useful. And I think he's with his dream crush. His hopes are kind of now semi resting on the tavern. Um, so through a mixture of trying to be helpful and trying to make our tavern stand out because we already established that it has competition. I think he's going to try to do sliced um, and try to make like a unique dish. So provide these uh, <coughs> ooh. No, with you, with you, Terry. <coughs> yeah, I'm going to bring you the ingredients uh-huh. and uh-huh. and okay. uh, yeah, <laughs> I think I'm just going to try to I don't really know my place yet, so I'm trying to help out in various places. Okay. So I'm going to bring you some ingredients and we'll see how that all goes. You will be the one cooking, though. <laughs> Oh really? I have to yeah. be. 
we could just role play it as I'm helping cooking. Yeah, um, you're helping. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm gonna do it okay, as okay. a proof of concept. She's gonna. I'm gonna cook it up as a proof of concept because uh, I, I feel I'm... like everyone's <laughs> probably talking about turning over a new leaf, and I believe that she will not be angry. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could f- you could probably feel the murder eyes on the back of your head as you're using <laughs> the color. <laughs> Or you know what? That does seem like a, a you quest. So maybe I'll do no, it. I, no, no, no. I love it. Do it. Do it. Okay. I'm doing it. You handle typical tavern food. You want to cook with some monster parts. Ooh. So do you have your 2d6? I do. All right. So I am going to shuffle my deck of playing cards. All right. The top card is a seven of spades. So roll your 2d6. Uh, I got two. All right. And a two. <laughs> All right. So it's small. Its locale is a snowy region. <laughs> and it is a plant based on spades. And there's natural camouflage because it's seven. Okay. So a small uh, plant with natural camouflage in a snowy region. I feel like maybe really high up the tree, it starts to get snowy. Oh, it goes that high. That That's cool. I yeah. like this tree so much at this I, point. I'm thinking it is some kind of mushroom that is like white, so it's so hard to find because it just looks like fucking snow. First ingredient is a snow tree mushroom. Dane, do you want to roll the next set of 2d6? Yeah, hell yeah, I do. Uh, it's a three and a four. Three and a four? All right, and that's a jack of diamonds. So it's a person sized in the forest, so that could be. <laughs> Wow, okay. Diamonds are seasoning, crushed minerals, rich fermented sauces, powdered spices, etc. And a jack is paras what? Parasitic. <laughs> so some kind of parasitic seasoning in a fo- uh, that's person sized in a forest. What the hell? Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> what is this dish? Um, <laughs> At the base of the tree, um, there are these like large, almost like termites that eat away at the bark. And if they go unchecked, they could strip the entire tree. So I volunteer with my experience as a ranger. I volunteered to go down and uh, to to fight them or, or at least clear them out. Um, and one time as I'm fighting one, I noticed that like I score a really good hit. And it kind of like puffs out this like this cloud of really fragrant. Yeah, like this really fragrant like dust. And I realized that having eaten from the tree, whatever magic this tree may have has sort of like replicated itself in its body and has created this like spore like like pepper or seasoning. Um, Maybe maybe like a cinnamon because that's like tree bark essentially. Uh, so I don't really know how to extract it. So instead, I just kind of throw a net and rope around it and just bring the whole fucking thing back to the tavern and just throw it on the floor and be like, I think you, I think you'd use this <laughs> and just walk out. And fine for our final ingredients, Terry, can you roll me 2d6? I have a three and a three. So <laughs> let's it's see. person sized again. Person sized but... underwater. Okay. But I think we can expand on the tree. I'm thinking like where the roots go down, it just starts creating like pot. Like if you go deep enough, it just creates like pockets of underwater area. 
I mean, they need water somewhere. Yeah, right. And it's a good water source. You know, it gets the tree nice and nice and hearty. Okay, so what kind of I'm type? Will, of I'm ready for this to be something fucked up. Okay, let's do okay. this. Okay, hey, I'm ready. Queen of Hearts. So, hearts are animals or parts of animals. Okay, okay. That's. Okay. Oh no! Ancient. Okay. <laughs> so there's something ancient in the water. <laughs> When you're barbarian, just think. Oh yes, my god, I can see ingredient. this. I'm, oddly enough, imagining like Go- Goku style, where she dives under and just like pulls up this massive, like, like probably this eel that has been alive for a millennia. A person-sized, um, ancient person-sized eel. Yeah, that's been alive for a millennia. It's probably the only one of its kind, but she doesn't <laughs> know or really care. Um, <laughs> And she pulls up, gets out of the water, pulls it out, smashes its head against the rock, and goat starts climbing up the tree. Okay. Okay. Ancient person size. I imagine, like, me and Branch coming back with these ingredients and, like, pissing you off to the point where you want to outdo us. So you go and murder some kind of god eel. (laughs) You're like, this is an ingredient. You have to have a good, yeah. You have to have a good base. Yeah, we got all the good fixings for a meal. We've got like a a veg, a seasoning, and a protein. Protein, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we didn't have to kill three ancient human-sized things. <laughs> what about missing God of the Ocean? Not that any of you know that. <laughs> Suddenly, a lot of clerics lose their powers after we cook this meal. So I think you get to then put a highlight or a difficulty. Highlight and a difficulty? I don't know. Maybe both. So then each each other player will describe the ingredient in detail and then tell of this ingredient and then tell a highlight or difficulty you might have while cooking it. So how, I'll do one for the... How about... I'll do one for the snow tree mushroom since it is it's going to be a difficulty since it is like used to colder climates like if you just try to sear it like any other normal mushroom or such it just turns to absolute mush Ooh. okay all right would someone like to take a highlighter difficulty for the ancient person-sized eel i will i'll do the eel um i think the highlight here is it's it's delicious. Like it's, it's you, you cut into it. You do like a first cut, and you realize that it is, despite being aquatic, it is marbled, like a really, really good cut of steak. Oh, There's like, like a, a, yeah, like almost like a wagyu. Yeah, that's where I was like, gonna go. Yeah, yeah. Like super fatty, but also like just like that beautiful bright pink meat as well. So it's just, it's just like made for cooking. And we we unfortunately are now just discovering it for the first time. Last time, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure there's more. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and what Terry and I want to give a highlight or difficulty for the large termites. Oh, large termites. Um. I mean, if I, I kind of want to go like they're they're ex- they're exceedingly have a woody a woody flavor, which I f- feels obvious. like they're they're super woody in flavor, but it takes a lot of effort and probably um, uh, 
finesse to get like the flavors, the the cinnamony, the the spices that you really want out of it. Um, yeah, I think that's what I'll go with. So then, once that's done, we will move on to the cooking phase. I am not vamping for time. There you go. Cooking the dish. Probably should have waited till we have more of a cuisine rating. <laughs> oh well, this will start the cuisine. So, cuisine rating. <laughs> yeah. So now this is yours. So oh, yeah, good luck, buddy. Roll forty-six. Actually, five d six since it's four plus your cuisine rating of one. Okay. Oh, and okay. And then. <laughs> uh oh. Oh god. This will decide whether you're allowed in the kitchen ever again. <laughs> From the sounds I'm saying no. <laughs> so I get to put one on on each, I guess. And I get to uh, remove one, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Alright, what do I and this is for the whole dish, right? Yes. You decide <laughs> how bad where you go bad. Oh, so you like split the the points that you rolled among like the Yeah, you split the, the individual die. Okay. okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um I think that I'm going to put I have a 4, that I'm going to put on goal. So I succeed. A taster gives me a compliment. Right? However, I'm going to put a 1 on presentation. Dish might taste great, but it looks pretty unappetizing. One taster describes, okay, well, I guess people have to, so when I do the four, I guess someone has to give me a compliment. Um, I think, so, uh, Branch, his biggest compliment is he really eats, like, restaurant food. Uh, he's usually just very happy with, he goes out, kills something small, cooks it himself, eats it, or it's just, like, forages berries or something. And he's like scraped the plate clean and is like licking, licking the sauce off the plate. And that I think he doesn't verbally express anything for you. But mm. the fact that he's stayed inside long enough and has eaten this whole meal uh, speaks volumes. Uh, and that presentation, someone has to describe what part of the dish grosses them out the most. <laughs> um. I think I have something for okay. this, if you're good, Terry. Yeah, um, no, please, please. Cassandra is just, like, eating it slowly, and she looks up to you, she's like, did you, did you have to keep all of the eyeballs in the dish itself? You know, you could throw them away, don't you? Chris is, like, holding this obscure cookbook, which is where he got the idea from, and he's just like, well, I, I it, it, it says, Loki it says to keep me. them. It's in the, it's in the picture. Mm, this is a disgusting. Uh, uh. I also imagine this thing has many eyeballs. Oh, oh yeah, man. more like at least three eyeballs per plate. Yeah, <laughs> and I cut them specifically because it's in the the roughly drawn diagram. I cut mm. it specifically so there are as many eyeballs as possible on each plate. Yeah, you you wanted to make it look nice and s- symmetrical, so you put you yeah yeah it makes sense. Um, I think I also rolled a five. I'm gonna put the five on texture. Okay. Oh yeah. A bite that melts in your mouth. Perfect bit of crunch. It is a sensory delight. Uh, and then I have to describe what the most difficult part of achieving this was. I think being in the kitchen near <laughs> our chef, as they look, 
was terrifying. <laughs> uh, especially because this was like a rare meat. And like because it's so perfect, it's like to to mess that up would be a crime. Um, so just trying not to overcook it, trying not to oversear. Um, yeah, I think that that's a big one for for me. Okay. And then finally, I'm gonna put the two that I rolled on seasoning. Um, and I think I put too much in. Oh man, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Or you know what? No, maybe the opposite. I think I'm too scared because it's new. And um, I also imagine like we we use like a little grater to just grate some off the side of this still living termite that we just kind of like planted on the wall. And I think having it in the same room as me is wigging me out. Um, and like the fact I have to go and like manually take it from its hide, I don't think it seems to mind. But I'm worried that it will mind. So I, I'd use too little of it. And like, it's good. And it's like the meat, you know, the meat stands for itself. And like, it is tasty. But between the eyes and the fact that I was a little sparing, it's not quite great. Like, it, it could be what it's, it's the disappointment of when you know this could be amazing. But it isn't. Is the termite now sort of just a pet for us? You know what? I feel like because because I took the the like build strong structures, I think that we can just sort of like constantly rotate it in the kitchen around the room. And because our because our tavern is so sturdy, it can't really do a whole lot of damage, but it still is able to get enough to continue to process this like very bold cinnamon flavor. Mm-hmm. Maybe it like maybe it makes the wood look cool. Like when it's done, it's like either smooth or like speckled in a certain way as it like nibbles so maybe we've just decided to take that as like a design feature now i will say you get to write down any npc that really liked the dish i feel like i would invite my librarian because i'm using one of her books and i think we should probably come up with who she is so somebody throw me a throw me a librarian um my head's too far into anime right now i i, I got nothing uh, does that mean? <laughs> okay, wait, what does that mean? <laughs> um, I wanna, I wanna get like a, like a, like I keep wanting to say quizzicodal, but, but like quiz, quiz something, quiz. I don't know what you're trying to get to. Um, I mean, like I'm not getting anywhere specifically. I, I like, like maybe Keistus, like Ooh, Final Fantasy Keith? A, lady. Maybe, maybe that's where I'm. I'm going. Like, uh, okay, we're gonna do quizadotal, kind of like As anecdotal. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. No. Like, I like thought you were quiz... trying to come up with a. Uh, yeah. I thought we like, were in an adjective uh, world. Yeah, like whether they were an orc or something. Oh no no no! Like like a name. Okay, quizadotal. I like it. Yeah. 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 Short name or nickname quiz. Yeah. Um. What are they? A librarian, of course. Yeah, excellent. Duh. Excellent. Got him. The race of librarian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would love that. Oh, you know what? Oh, think... it's a, it's like a practice religion here. You know, they're they're raised to be librarians. I want her to be huge. But you know what? How about hey, like? I respect that. Hey, how that's... about like Minotaur? Oh, Ooh. okay. Going against traditional standards. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Librarian Minotaur. 
I mean, in a giant tree where you have to plan out the tunnels, minotaurs are very handy because they can't get lost. I know. Mm-hmm. I love. I love that last sentence on fucking I'm, maze. It's so good. The the library the library is called the labyrinth. Oh, oh, oh my! Oh, a quick question: Are we allowed to curse on here? Is that cool? Yes. Okay. Don't fucking sure. do it. Just making sure. Just wanted to get what the all clear. Saying, no, like, no, you can't fucking curse. How the <laughs> like, okay, fuck I'm is sorry. wrong with you? Jesus fucking Christ. I'm Terry's, sorry. Terry, what did you want to call the library that you felt like you needed to curse? <laughs> oh, no, I just cursed a moment ago. Like, oh, wait, I'm not sure if that's cool or not. <laughs> study fuck buddies. <laughs> study. Yeah. I forgot uh, we should start with that. What is, what's the term I call, Branch? Um... It's probably got a really fancy scientific name, but he just calls it a wood nibbler. <laughs> Funny. Wood nibbler. I don't know why it's in bold, but I love it. It's in bold because it deserves to be in bold. Wood nibbler oh, yeah. is oh, a precious child. That's no, okay. it's spelled perfectly. I'm looking at the thing and I cannot find any. Okay, oh, that's true. better. Yeah. I forgot that they can't see what we're doing. All right. And I believe we've made our dish. The best part is it's like a limited time special because <laughs> we have a limited amount of eel. <laughs> if you can make the fish a permanent menu item, it's not. It's a it's a it's a seasonal thing. It's very impermanent. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a once the, a millennia meal. So we have finished the first one. Everyone good to keep going? Oh yeah. Oh hundred percent. All right. Let's go back to the mini games. Let's I got, games. I think I got one that feels that I like. I like friendly tavern brawl. That felt right as I was looking at the list. I don't know the rules for it yet, but it feels right. Every tavern has its rowdy patrons. You know they're good at heart, but sometimes the ale is flowing and the spirits are high. Things get a little out of hand. How do you handle the situation? Setup: brawlers. One or more of the players are the brawlers. They can yeah. be player characters or NPCs. What disagreement caused the first punch to be thrown? And de-escalators. This can be one, but should usually be several player characters. <laughs> what gets you, what made you get involved? Who is the first to intervene? So let's set up the brawlers. I think Cassandra's up to fight someone. Yeah, yeah I'm, I feel like Branch is, is also down for a scrap. Oh my god. <laughs> This is going to be great because Grandpa, she will jump through like the, sh- the kitchen window if there's a fight going on just to get involved. OK, <laughs> can we have no de-escalators? Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, I feel like Chris would only join the brawl in very specific circumstances. So he'll probably be the de-escalator. And we also have an air crooked guard and a goblin carpenter that can help de-escalate if you okay. want. OK. So among the three of us. What was said that started the brawl? Why are we throwing hands? I feel like there's someone who is uh, trying to complain about uh, Krantal's cooking. (gasps) Oh, God. Holy shit. Yes, (laughs) because I know know it is safer for me to beat him up than it is for him to try to complain to her. Maybe maybe he was a little close to like the kitchen window, so she she heard it this time. Yeah. So like I'm trying actively to to get him to shut up. So and he's not. So I'm just gonna like I I like cold cock him right in the mouth. 
but I think it's too late. I think Krantal hears and <laughs> does he have friends? Now, are they a rival, uh, a rival in in the area? Maybe upset by the fact that we have this special running. Sure. Okay. Okay. Because he has to have friends. I can't imagine like just some guy oh, yeah. complaining, yeah, yeah, yeah. beating the shit out of him. Yeah, there's that's no the de-escalation if it's just three of us stomping on a rando. <laughs> It'll de-escalate eventually. When, when one is huge, one is a werewolf who also presumably very strong. He's huge. And big, yeah. And then. Getting punched with a wooden arm would also suck. So mm-hmm. we're not just stomping around, though. That's not how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I this is just my way of trying to save him. <laughs> I like I'm, the I'm, I'm helping him. I think when I see you throw that first punch, I'm like, it's it's okay, it's okay. She didn't hear as Terry barrels out through the window of the kitchen. What the fuck I'm like, did you oh, say? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Crescendo. What's the f- first thing? The first thing you need to do is interrupt the fight. How do you draw their attention? As I assume, like all the rival, the rival taverns, like crew is like just fighting with the three of us. I like it. Um, I think, yeah, initially I would be like, it's fine. She didn't hear. And then as she comes out and like, everybody's just going crazy. Um, I think I'm just going to try to play a song. <laughs> To distract people, but like a song that's completely at odds with what's happening. So like not a jaunty song, not anything that could be fought to just like a really sad, like dirge. Cassandra is going to yell out from the ball. Shut up and give me your your loot so I can bash someone with it. (laughs) So how do you lash out? What do you say that you shouldn't have? Uh, (laughs) I'm like backing into the corner. Um, and I'm just like, because there's a giant blade on one side of my loot, and I definitely don't want murder in the tavern. Oh, I'm just like, no, no, no. And I'm just playing it increasingly more like piercing and loud and sad. Uh, Branch just yells as he's like headbutting a dude. Uh, he gets like hit with a chair from behind, and uh, a, a group of them start piling up on him. And he nods to you, Chris, and he says, Yes, this is music to die to. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I'm like gesturing frantically at the at the Aarakocra and the Goblin to like step in while I continue to defuse. If I use my one of my talents, do I lose it? Um, yeah, you will. You'll lose it, but you'll gain a town memory. Okay, I think I'm going to use my Devil's Fingers to use my pr- prodigious skill with an instrument to to just really make people sad, so they don't want to fight. No. <laughs> For so for the separation, I think Leadhead will take that cue to start just like trying to get physically in between people as they're getting depressed. Who wants to try and start the fight back up again? I think Krantal is busy like pouring salt into the guy's uh, face because he complained it w- wasn't seasoned enough or something like that. So she's just <laughs> dousing him with all this salt. Like, is it seasoned <laughs> enough now? Salt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure if that starts up the fight, but that's her focus. <laughs> She's pretty salty, I guess. Oh, <laughs> got him. Fucking got him. I wish she could understand puns. <laughs> I wish I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and I guess to ensure the fight won't break out again, I'm going to thoroughly mock everybody 
as I play, I'm going to like, now that it's separate and we've got the guards in between them, I'm going to start like a jaunty comedic rendition of how the fight started. But like, it's going to be funny about people on each side so that, you know, someone's probably feeling pretty salty when I start mocking them immediately. But when I immediately switch and it's like friendly mockery, it just goes from, from side to side and hopefully diffuses the whole thing. And like, I'll send out shots. Brawlers, how are you feeling? What almost makes you start up the fight again? I think this is our first like group activity that we've like, I think we've all kind of like interacted with each other and stuff through the thing. But this is the first time I think that we've like, we've it almost felt like the good old days, you know? Uh-huh. Have um, we never fought together I, before? Or are we like an adventuring party before this? Just so I can. I think so. In my, in my head, Branch is a uh, like a separate party. Because all of his party members are dead and, and gone. So I think this is the first time he kind of like feels like, like, oh, we're not adventuring, but this is still a party. And like, this is still a, this is still like my, my people. And I think it kind of like, and I'm going to take a memory for this. I think this brawl is, is an important memory for him. That's good. And what adventurers, what adventure memory are you using for this? After this, I think I've realized that this is where I want to be. And in order to do that, I think it's super unfair to keep Loki here. And after the brawl, I bring Loki down to the bottom of the tree. I give him a big hug. And send him on his way. Oh, Loki, baby child. Holy shit. I love you, Loki. Goodbye. Hmm. All right, and that definitely de-escalated things. Yeah, and I think for the aftermath of it, I imagine some players were hurt, so Cassandra will use her healing touch, and that will change into bandaged wounds, because, you know, treating injury, like, healing touch is always in the moment while treating wounds or treating injuries refers to like much more long-term care. So. Oh, do I get a uh, town yeah. experience? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Give yourself and a I'm, town experience. I'm going to take repair. Cause I think afterwards I'm going to head up and I'm just going to start fixing the damage. All right. Yeah. When I use my instrument, I think it's like kind of bittersweet that his music is finally kind of useful for something, but not what he wanted really. Um, but he will. So I think that's like part of him setting aside his dream. Um, but he's going to take diffuse because he diffused the situation. Hell yeah. Nice. All right. Um, I, I don't think these people would be banned at all. I think I would be like, I think the guy that I heavily assaulted, I would probably... Uh, I assaulted. Ah, uh. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, I'd probably give him a half-off coupon for his next meal, Chef's Choice, of course, and send him on his way, because she likes the fight. She loves it. She feels, like, revitalized from it. Yeah, you're like... Lo- I can imagine you guys are, at least on your side, like, now friends. Yeah, <laughs> he no, doesn't no. doesn't feel the same, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, she, she, <laughs> I'm not sure if it's respect. Yeah, it's like a friendly respect. Like, ah, uh, you put up with that and like, yeah, you, you come on back. Do you have any town memories that builds for you? You know what? She made a friend. I think that that guy that she assaulted 
quote unquote. Um, I think she considers him a friend now. I think that's the route we're going to go, though. He probably doesn't think that at all, but she's going to have this fond memory of them meeting. What's his name? What should we call him? Jer- Jeremy. <laughs> meeting Jerry. Good guy. Gotta love Jerry. <laughs> I love the idea that like you see him on the street and you give him like a very stern nod and he's just terrified. <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea he's entered this friendship with you. <laughs> yeah, it's a very one-sided friendship at this point. <laughs> You have become Crowntel's friend. <laughs> you can't stop. You can't stop this. Do not resist. <laughs> Every now and then you leave like little packages on his doorstep, but they're always mm-hmm. like, it's like a severed horse head mm-hmm. that you think is like a trophy. But he's just like, no, oh, no. I mean, if yeah. he's from a rival tavern, like, oh, he can use this to cook with. <laughs> um, here's, here's a knife stabbed into this horse's head. So, you know. <laughs> You can carve it up easy. Like, this is a cool knife. I think he'd like it. You just stick it in his door. <laughs> <laughs> You're next. Me. Yeah. I'm going to come over and like get some food from your tavern. <laughs> uh, do, I, do I pick a new uh, town experience from that, or do I just leave it as is until I use one of my adventuring experiences, right? Yeah, you have to use an experience. Okay, to... okay. Cool, cool. Just want to make sure I understand the rules. I would like to do uh, the NPC side quest. Ooh. NPC side quest. I feel like at this point in time, we've established ourselves as like really hitting all the marks of a good tavern. We've had some brawls. We've got some food. Uh, and I think that's going to be like, you know, people are going to start using us as a good fantasy tavern should be in a, in a place to to give out quests and to get quests. Your adventuring days may be over, but there are plenty of people in town that could use your help. Decide where you are. When you encounter the side quest, are you in the tavern? Well, it looks like we're in the tavern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be I'll be repairing. I'm still working on those repairs, fixing chairs and stuff. There are three scenes in this game. If you already have a quest in mind, go straight to the scenes. If you need to come up with a quest, use the creating a quest instructions below. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like let's let's do some random shit, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's see All what right. the what like the random. fates have for us. All right, I'm gonna need you to roll me a six sided die then. Okay. That is a five. Five. Okay. Find out who killed our god. <laughs> <laughs> no, is that really? No. no oh, that would have been the best. Holy shit. Actually, let's uh, retcon it and make that the quest. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to jokingly be like, a dire wolf was loosed at the base of the tree and has killed a bunch of people. <laughs> no, right. Yes, a cleric just comes in and says, Find out our god, our god stopped responding to us. Can you go down to the bottom of the tree and see what happened to them? And meanwhile, one of us is slowly covering up the like special <laughs> sign in the back. It's like yeah. my cloak just articulates up to cover it. And um, what is what? What's the number you rolled? I got a five. Five. All right. This is exactly like the other time. When did you last do a quest like this? Uh, what's the quest? What are we doing? Well, I guess you get to choose, but we Oh, get... I see the die. That uh, Don't we have to draw a card? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm card. sorry. I, was... I thought we were just going for the shit. Oh, no. <laughs> One moment. All right. King of spades. So a noble. Or king of crafting. clubs. Oh. 
Gathering quest. Gathering quest. So king is asking you to gather some things. Or maybe you're gathering a king. <laughs> um, okay, yes. And this is exactly like the other time. When did you do a quest like this? I feel like this is like... This is how almost all of our, like, my adventuring parties started. We were, like, from a kingdom, and it was always some king being like, I need you to get the four ancient arcane gems of the elements. And it's just, like, every fucking time. So I think the second this king walks in, I pretty much know what he wants. I don't know specifically what he wants, but, like, you know, I know. You've done it before. <laughs> yeah. Now, is it literally exactly like the other time? Has he heard of our really cool spices and wants you to go get another termite? Oh, maybe he likes the meat so much, too. You know, he needs another cut. <laughs> I think it's more mundane than that. I think okay, it's okay. I think it's literally like he wants, you know, or yeah, no, I think, OK, yeah. I think that it's like he he heard of, you know, oh, there's there's fish in the water at the base of the tree that you know, is delicious. And he would like to bring one home for his own royal feast. So I think we're going to grab Crantle and go down and see if we can't find ourselves another eel. Okay. <laughs> Let's... Right. The answer is, the short answer is no, but <laughs> that's an well, obstacle. Then... Let's find a replacement. <laughs> yeah. So what are the obstacles along the way? That was literally a god, one of a kind eel. That's a pretty good obstacle. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I think like I will have brought a like a book on flora and fauna, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, it's not, it's not in here. I think, and and sh I imagine her diving down and trying to go where she went to find it, and there's just nothing, and she's must be out of season. Wow, this <laughs> temple just got a lot worse as soon as <laughs> than it was last time. There's the clerics are showing up less and less around here. That's weird. What is the swirling black miasma down here? It <laughs> may have been holding a fae. <laughs> oh no! We just captured the swirling black miasma. Kill that too. <laughs> Can we capture you know, the miasma? <laughs> it would be really funny if this thing was holding something at bay that came out and like she just goes down and kills it, like, regardless. And, like, there's this apocalypse scenario happening underneath the tree that we don't even know about that Terry just keeps stopping. <laughs> yes, we we go down there, and sure enough, yeah, we find this, like, sort of crack in this temple. And another eel comes out, but this time it's, like, an abyssal. We killed the celestial one, and now this sort of this horrible twisted <laughs> version of it comes out. And as it's coming out, you just see a fucking rock come, like, like like just hurling towards it as uh Crantle just comes down and smashes its brain in. <laughs> I'm loving the subplot. I love it so much. I also like I imagine that she's the only one that can actually dive down to the part where this is happening. So like when you get in, it's very obviously a temple. It's very obviously important. The crack is very obviously like ominous as fuck. It's all so obvious, and yet Crantle just goes in, kills it, comes back, and it's like, yeah, whatever. And, like, no one else has any idea that all this really dramatic <laughs> shit is happening. I, I think I'm going to use my endurance uh, experience, so that way, you know, like, no one else can go in, right? So I think I'm going to do that to take the uh, the parts unknown, because you know what? <laughs> She's learning some stuff about some flora and fauna down here. There's some really good eels down there. You just have to go find them, you know? 
They're sneaky. They're sneaky like that. <laughs> yeah, who knew this one was hiding in a holy rock? I don't think she realizes the uh, <laughs> the gravity of the situation. Yeah, so like it takes all of like half an hour for us to do this. And we come back up, throw the eel on the table, wrap it up in like some linen or whatever, and, and send the king on his way. All Chris right. is reading through this book and he's so confused because he just can't find these eels anywhere. What did the king promise to give you in exchange for your help? I mean, it's just an eel. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, nothing. I think he sends, um, we become like the the stopping point or like the official tavern of his kingdom. So anytime troops or whatever are moving through, he's given his like endorsement to to stop at our place. So we're going to see like an influx of these uh, nobles or knights or, you know, regular common folk from this kingdom. And every time just has to go down and like just kill another creature from the oh, mythos. God. I don't think <laughs> Like he like, was like, "Hey, what the fuck's happening here?" Eel. <laughs> that, this is this is a good game. <laughs> this is not bad at all. I'm having a great time. All right, if that concludes the NPC side quest, uh, we are going to take a break. Yes, I was about to request that. <laughs> all right, everyone, take like, maybe five, seven minutes. Okay, you got it. All right. So, wear and tear. There's always something to fix, clean, or pay off. After playing this game, you may increase one of your tavern ratings by one. Anyone can play. As a group, decide what parts of the tavern needs to be fixed or touched up, and what new features of the tavern are. <laughs> um, I think I think I'm going to go with uh, my therapy has been paying off, and I noticed that everyone is flagging a bit of frustrating uh, stretch of the work. And I want to help lift everyone's spirits. And I think I do that by taking everyone out onto sort of our patio and reaching, you know, going into my bed and, and pulling out my lockbox. And I grab my, my bow and my arrow and I let them just shoot off the tree. Just like launch arrows. And but I'm using my my breath control of the arrows to like circle them back around so they're not really going anywhere but i'm doing like cool tricks and i'm gonna try to like teach them a little bit of how to use how to use the magic of the bow it's a team building exercise yeah i feel like you know it's always fun to like go to a shooting range and just shoot guns and stuff and i feel like that's a, a very uh you know cathartic experience and i feel like shooting a bow off a giant tree would be a very similar experience yeah 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 yeah. um i think for my part you're struggling to make progress but you know exactly which town person to ask for help how did you know they'd be so good at this what part of the tavern do you think we're upgrading with this? I think kitchen makes the most sense. Yeah, we've been very kitchen focused so far. I think I'm going to bring in Jerry on this. One of the yeah. ta tavern rivals. Like, oh, hey, you're Crantles friend. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm meeting Jerry. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I knew Jerry would be good at this because their their tavern has a very nice kitchen, and he managed most of the work for that. I think Rental will be very happy to see her friend come back. He hasn't been the he hasn't been in the tavern for a while, so she's been missing him. He's been busy, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll bet he only comes because he's scared of what will happen if he doesn't. <laughs> Um, before we get to Crantle, because I assume you'll close us out if it's a kitchen upgrade. Um, I think Chris is going to try to boost the atmosphere. And again, this is like, obviously, we're not boosting atmosphere yet, but uh, he's going to start a book club with like the local library um, in the in the tavern weekly. Um, And maybe not everybody can read. So maybe he just like dictates the. You know, he'll read stories. Oh, that's wonderful. Hmm. One thing that I don't think Crantall has much of is patience. But she's working on it. You know, she's getting a little older. So, you know, it's it's getting a little better. So I think uh, with the aid of Jerry and stuff like that, maybe like some like things that like require aging, like pickling, things like that. And like building that section of the kitchen for some more like uh, tart tastes to add to the dishes and things like that. All right. But I'm not sure if that's where we're going with. Is that no, an acceptable nice. answer? Is that's I like, what I'm I like that. <laughs> okay, okay. Because like, if you you went grill master, right? So like, I assume everything is pretty like. You throw it on the grill, and when it's charcoal, it's the... you take it off, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're adding marinades, and like you said, like pickling stuff and yeah. fermenting things. I think that's I think that's okay. a very on brand for for you. Okay, okay. Right, because now not only like you're not just throwing meat, you're like you're now prepping. The night before and throwing, uh, you know, some of the flanks of steak in a marinade mm-hmm. so that it actually tastes better. It's not just like, here's meat. Now meat is cooked. Now eat. <laughs> oh, my God. She's, this is actually good. She's, lear- yeah. she's learning. She's picking up things. She doesn't she doesn't understand patience, but she's trying, you know, I think with that, I think uh, I think branches. You, you notice that branches eating in the, the tavern a lot more. He has his, like, breakfast and his and his dinner. He still forages during lunch when he's out and about, but uh, I think I think you notice that, like, he starts his day and ends his day uh, eating, eating Crantle's cooking. I like that. And, like, seeing that you're developing your your skills in, in a way that, you know, you maybe previously hadn't cared to do, uh, I will try to give you books if I find them on, on cooking and stuff. Pass them, pass them your way. Man, she she uses them to help keep things even. Perfect. <laughs> She's like, oh, thank you, perfect. And she like shoves it under one of like the pickling stations, like, <laughs> and doesn't rock anymore, and gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> I love that. Quiz is gonna kill me. <laughs> come back greasy, dusty, <laughs> like a leg, a table leg imprint on the top. Just to. Just throw it into the lake. I don't know where it went. And give the eels more knowledge? No, thank you. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Does that mean we up our cuisine? Yes, we up yeah. our cuisine by one. Hell yeah. I'll give you the honor, Terry. Oh, what? Okay. Uh... Done. Mm. A few bottles of the good stuff? Hell yeah. Absolutely. I, assume, I only assume it's bottles of good pickled stuff. Yeah, no, uh, we've been bottling the pickle juice. Because that's how wine works, right? <laughs> Few good bottles of pickle juice. <laughs> Just pop it open and slurp it down. I feel like there's a market for artisan pickle juice. Probably. All right, you ready for a hot take? 
peanut butter and pickle sandwiches actually good. Ugh. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they're delicious washing them down with a tap water coffee, Terry. It's yeah, delicious. I, I, pro- I promise you, you, you never tried it, but like, it's real good. You know, I never hunger... tried it and I'm never going to try it. So. Oh, for sure. Hunger's the best sauce. You know what? Terry's found an even better sauce. It's by punishing your taste buds with tap water coffee and then being like, whoa, everything tastes so good in comparison. <laughs> I just got to lower the bar as far as possible. The bar is down with the eels by now, Terry. <laughs> The adventures have been Niall, Dane, Terry, and Chell. Editing and producing was done by me, Chell. The tracks used in this episode are Enemy Spotted by Jess, who you can find on Twitter at OneShotMiniBoss, and Tea Stop Cafe by David Rovix, which is licensed under the attribution non-commercial sharealike 3.0 international license from freemusicarchive.org. Thank you to Ray Callows for making our art. You can find her over on Keylography inc.com or at keylography inc on twitter big thanks to niall dane and harry for joining us for this one shot the second part will be out on the 7th of june but if you want to hear more of these boys before then check out their starfinder podcast no quest for the wicked it's set in the homebrew casamall system and follows three unlikely heroes as they discover more about themselves and try not to die along the way you can catch No Quest for the Wicked the same place you can find us, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get good podcasts. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a rating and review over on iTunes or Spotify to help the algorithm recommend us to even more people, and to help my ego. I love my ego. Until next time. Have a good ride, come again someday, and thanks for stopping by. Stop, kid.